1: Hello there, how are you? Thanks for hitting play. This is a lovely little bonus episode to celebrate the launch of Happy Place, the album, which I am buzzing about. And today we drop in on the wonderful Emily Sunday to hear a little preview of her exclusive track and how music can help make a difference to all of our lives in these challenging times. Okay, let's get into it. Hey, how are you? Um, I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. You're one of the few people that I actually bumped into during lockdown because I randomly saw you at Abbey Road out of the blue.
0: I felt like the whole music industry was there. Like Mabel was recording somewhere else. We bumped into each other because um, I was in with the uh, Lowsky, so it was quite nice to kind of feel
1: that gathering again. I think as soon as a studio opened, everyone just dived in like, get me in there. I want to start by saying thank you so much for giving us this stunning song for the Happy Place album. I'm, I'm totally honoured. Let's hear a little bit of it now.
0: You are not your thoughts, they are just a story Let them pass you by, detach yourself from worry. Close your eyes and tap into your glory. Treasures untold lay within your soul. Breathing, breathe. breathe I really wanted to try and write something that was almost like a meditation guide, you know, the ones you can get and they take you through your body. And at the end, even if you only spend, what, 15 minutes on it, I usually feel quite different afterwards. It just brings you back into your spirit and realigns you. So I wanted to try and do a musical guided meditation. And, um, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted it to be. And I wanted to be quite direct about, like, you know, uh, gentle instructions to try and reach a more peaceful um, frame of mind.
1: There's a a lyric that we just heard there that really struck me. And again, it's something that I think about a lot. And it's, you are not your thoughts. They are just a story. Put into a sentence like that, we can all intellectually go, yeah, well, of course. But when we're living our lives and we're caught up in our own drama and whatever's going on, it's really hard to distinguish between the two and to remember that, we're not all that stuff going on in our head. I mean, I probably get trapped in that loop once a day. How do you navigate that one? How do you stop yourself from believing your thoughts?
0: Well, you know, meditation, I try and put into like daily practice, because when you do have that initial detachment, even if it is just for a couple of minutes, and you realize your consciousness is something way more vast and deeper than you ever imagined, just by kind of Losing the thoughts and the chatter and there's a book I've read called um, Mastery of love and it's talking about these kind of lies we're told from childhood and we're told that the judgment and the voice in our head is Actually reality when really, you know, however you perceive your life is is up to you So I try and kind of get rid of this story in my head and be more present and kind of more sensitive to the actual moment I mean, when when I really I went to Bali uh, last year, actually, and I went by myself and I needed time just to be peaceful and actually properly meditating and being completely alone was just um, this is actually what inspired the song, because I remember at one point after maybe a couple of a week of meditating, my mind suddenly went from, you know, inside my skull and it felt like a whole meadow had opened. And I just realized how constricted we are in this kind of you know, brain, mind, skull mentality and it just opened and I was like, it's so best what's out there, it's just taking the time to unlock and kind of release yourself.
1: Yeah, and often that's simply down to bad habits, isn't it? We get locked into these, you know, bad habitual states of going this is just how I react when this happens or this is the only way I could possibly think about this situation. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you find that thing like you have with meditating or, or whatever it might be, and also perhaps being somewhere like Bali, which is, you know, a very sort of, well, much more untouched than than where we live in terms of nature being in that sort of environment, probably would help all of us even if you just go into your local park to have that expansion of your mind and and be able to I guess see things from a different angle because sometimes we're scared to do that because we think then again we're losing control but actually you're not you're you're letting go and actually giving yourself a chance to find a bit of peace I guess
0: exactly and also, I just like you said about control, It's um, I think sometimes we cling on to thought because it's the thing that we do have control over it and it's sometimes comforting to have this kind of narrative in your head all the time because, you know, it's a, it's a false illusion of, of control. But once you let it go, you realise there's just something so much more beautiful for you to have. Um, so, yeah, I'd encourage everyone to try and meditate, even just a little bit. Breathe in, breathe out. Don't rush, slow down, relax, unwind, everybody gotta find the meadow in their mind. As soon as I kind of find the joys of breathing correctly... You know, it's so important to get into it every day. And someone said something interesting. They said, uh, quality of life is quality of breath. You know, every breath you have to treat as if, you know, it's your first and last. So even if you take just a few seconds to deepen your breath, I feel... I just feel instantly better so I try and um, do like breathing exercises every day and, and also with singing even in the warm-ups there's a lot of breathing and again it, it puts you in like a peaceful mind frame as well as being good for singing it's, it's great just to just to relax but I do love breathing um, properly I think sometimes you can go through a full day shallow breathing without knowing and you're wondering why do I feel anxious why am I worried and if you just slow down a little bit um, it's yeah as simple as just breathing a bit deeper.
1: I think, you know, before I learned anything about breathing techniques, because I've I've been learning quite a lot about transformational breath, which has been really game-changing for me. But before I started looking into the world of breathing, I realized that a lot of the time when I'm nervous or anxious, I'm not even shallow breathing, I hold my breath. Like, I don't even know how I survive it. I kind of will hold my breath for like a minute. (laughs) And it wasn't until I started thinking about it, I was like, that's my bad habit that I go to and, I, and it's, I, I kind of cognitively worked out, when I'm holding my breath, what I think I'm doing is stopping any possible danger. Like I'm pausing, I've pressed pause on life, like hold my breath and now nothing bad can happen. And it's, it's funny when you start to look into your own bad habits. So had you noticed that you were doing anything incorrectly or, or anything that was hindering your state of peace breathwise?
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I did the same like <clears throat> holding your breath and especially when you're getting a bit more, ner- like if I'm about to go on stage, you'll kind of realise your your breath is either getting shallow or you're holding it. It's interesting you say that because I've been thinking a lot about the kind of illusion of what we think we have control over, even to a point of, you know, if time doesn't really exist and it's just kind of a marker for us of, you know, the sun really our only marker of time in life is breath. So sometimes we, you know, slow it down so that hopefully we can, you know, live a bit longer or we speed it up so we can get through something faster. But really if we just take time to make sure each breath is of quality, then we're kind of living at the pace we should be and each step is the pace it should be. You know, you can't you can't speed up breath. That's something I've realized. You just have to let it go and I think relinquishing that control makes me relax as well. So it's it's hard to remember though, especially in the city when everything's so fast and obviously the air is more polluted.
1: Yeah, I, I love that this song is going to be um, a real reminder whenever I listen to it or anybody out there listens to this, it's going to be a reminder that you just need to at least, you know, once, if not, if you can do it 10 times a day, just think about how you're breathing and maybe just take yourself away from usually your phone or a screen and just breathe and how instantly your cortisol levels drop, your nervous system calms down. You know, I've found it when I've had panic attacks. It's the only thing, the only thing that will get anywhere near uh, allowing me to get back to some normalcy is just focusing on breathing and it and I love that your song is is drawing attention to that I just think it's beautiful how has music helped you in your life not only being an artist and having the ability to write and channel your feelings through music but also being a music fan and and listening to music how has that helped you or enhanced your life god it's been you know
0: everything in my life you know what especially when I was younger I found a lot of comfort and a lot of attachment to culture through music and I found you know I was growing up in Scotland and um, you know completely different skin color from everybody else going through a lot of kind of identity crisis especially in my teenage years so through music that my dad was showing me you know Zambian music that he played from his homeland Laura, I used to listen to Trevor Nelson on Thursday night. So I'd hear like Jill Scott and Lauren Hill. And these were these older, you know, women teaching me about how they do their hair and what they're going through as a black woman. Even though it was in America, I just felt that there was such a connection that I didn't necessarily have. And then on top of that, just, you know, physically, I find it so therapeutic when I was a kid because I was so shy But when I made music, I could be as loud as I wanted and I could, you know, really, it's kind of like, you know, singing is almost like screaming in a way, but more controlled and more melodic, hopefully. And it was just this amazing physical release, which I feel so happy to have had because I don't know how else I would have channeled it. Um, You know, I could have gone down different long paths if I didn't have this kind of intense Um, emotional release whenever I wanted it and for it to also bring joy and connection to other people was, um, you know, it was great for my self-esteem and it allowed me to show others who I was.
1: Yeah. It just again um, highlights the importance of creativity in whatever way you find creativity, you stumble upon it and you choose to use it. It is one of the greatest things to help us little humans process such big stuff constantly. I mean, I'm not musical in the slightest, but as a music fan, I kind of get that from just listening to music. But for me, you know, it's definitely about talking, communicating and writing have been my real channels and and allowed me to have that. And, And I love the analogy of, you you know, thinking about it as a scream, because sometimes we do have this intense internal energy and you don't know what to do with it. You don't know how, you know if you're not a boxer or you know like an endurance athlete where you can just let your body go you know you do need to find something and and often i think it is it is a creative endeavor and and that's the beautiful thing and you know you again just show everybody again and again how good you are at doing that and then like you say that wonderful part where you connect with other people through your music and I imagine that must feel so amazing because you turn turned something so personal and so meaningful to you and perhaps something you thought only you were experiencing into something that's so connected to other people who put their hand up and go, that's how I feel. Like you've totally nailed it. That must just be the most exquisite feeling.
0: It really is. And you know, my music, making has always been so deeply linked with like my spirituality. So sometimes when you make songs, you feel like it's beaming from somewhere else. And then when you get that reaction from other people, it just makes you believe that there is so much more than we can see and feel in this world. And that if we allow ourselves to kind of be channels in some way, that's the way that we can kind of, you know, like in Avatar where all the trees are connected under the ground. I think that's like what music is. It's this, it's like water it's just this frequency that you know you hear the most beautiful pieces you know by Chopin and suddenly you're crying and you have no idea why it's just a series of different frequencies but um for some reason it allows this amazing emotional purge which I think we all need
1: especially now. Emily I really can't thank you enough it's just the most stunning song that I have listened to so many times and I'll continue to because I get so much from it so Thank you so much, and and thank you for talking to me today. Pleasure, thank you. Thank you so much to Emily. A real privilege to talk to you, you wonderful woman. And of course, to collaborate with Emily on this album. You can hear the full track right now as part of Happy Place, the album on Apple Music, Spotify and on a limited edition vinyl. The full album features Sam Fender, Ludovico Inaudi, Amala and Dame Helen Mirren. What are you waiting for? Go and listen and I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Place. I'll see you then.